Hello, people. Welcome to the 45th edition of The Rock Show. And this is the end of the year recap. I have the legendary Rocker Mike here with me. Um, we people. have a very special show today. He got some, um, we got like an album of the year, song of the year, record of the year, right? Yep. I mean, song of the year. Song of the, of the year, year, album of the year. And uh, we're going to introduce a new format that we're going to get into more next year. But um, I'm going to go back to an earlier part of this year where we did a show uh, on Lou Reed. Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground, we did yeah. We did a two-part episode. We had uh, Fail that was one of the I think Fail for one episode yeah. he was on. He was great. Um, what we're going to start doing a little bit here and there after the new year is go into the making of certain albums. Uh, we won't talk too much about the artist history, but we'll go into the history of the album. And we want to start that today uh, yeah. with one of Lou Reed's records. It's one of my favorite. It's called Street Hassle. Oh, my God. What okay. a fucking album. All right. And before we do that, let's have a little salute. Salute. Because we do get lumped up. Yeah. Cheers, brother. And uh, I have a little bit of a cold, so I am dropping this in my I tea. also dropped this in my tea. There you go. Let my Irish it's a fall hot tequila. Hot tequila type. Hot tequila. Hot tequila. Ooh. I got a hot James. That shot. thing, that thing is making nice. Ooh, I got the chill with the product. Look at that. We're going to dinner. Holy shit. Oh, you're getting lumped up. So, right. uh, before you go into the show, we cover a lot of fucking bands this year. Yes, we did. We did a two-part on David Boy. We we covered the Crabs. We did the Ramon. We did the Pretender, Beastie Boys. Yep. Um, Screaming Jay Hawkins. Holy shit. How much? I mean. We did the Misfits. The Ramones. The Ramon. Um, we did uh, uh, Social D. And we also went to a lot of shows this year. I think this yeah, year, to me, the best show this year was definitely that The Dam and the Misfits. Oh, absolutely. Ran. That was a great show. Absolutely. Uh, the Dam and the Misfits at the Garden Fantastic. back in October. Uh, the Social Distortion Show up what, down, oh, that was down great. by the that, Seaport. Was, how great is that rooftop? That was, that's, the a, that's a great venue. Really was. I, I was think really next happy year we'll that. probably go there. Um, oh, I think next week is Jeremy's on Christmas party on the 5th. Jeremy's so, Outhouse, I yeah. think um, if you want, we could go down there and do a show from there. To, uh, what day? Uh, I think it's Wednesday the 5th. It's also the Christmas party. So if we get okay. a little earlier, we could probably record. They open early, right? They open early, yeah. yeah. And Because I wonder my boy works there. Uh, it's Poopers. Thursday, right? Yeah, uh, no, Friday. No, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. This okay. Wednesday. I got to tell people because no, I want to go. No, I think it's fr- uh, Thursday is, is the 5th. So I got the date on my thing. Okay. It's either the fourth or something. The fourth. The fourth is is Dude, a we Wednesday. Have, this week we have a crazy week. Next week. It's December already. We gotta do the, the that that show on uh, with um the the the, the Winter King and Olive, which is yeah. on Tuesday. You got everything with Eric set up. Uh, I haven't really talked to him. He's I think back. he's been I away. Saw, I saw Eric okay. yesterday. I was with him yesterday. I'll reach out and, uh, to him tonight and we'll get that. And set. we're gonna do some stuff. We're gonna tape the show a little bit. Um. We can even ask Jonathan if you want to come because he can, he likes to record. Or maybe I borrow something that's, for him uh, to record. D- yeah, yeah, it's that's Tuesday the third at Otto's. Yeah, and Otto's. The Witch Kings is playing a uh, a benefit for uh, suicide prevention. Is it Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, oh, another thing, Rob Liddy is playing Eleven Street Bar. Okay. His show. We got like a hundred something views on YouTube with his show. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing very well. Yeah. I saw him on Saturday when he was bartending here. We were yeah. talking about that. The show was doing well. Yeah, so we got a uh, busy week for the, yeah, for the rock yeah. show. <laughs> I mean, the whole rock show's been busy. By the time this is seen, it'll already be passed. It'll already be passed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, Mike, let's hit this. Um, you, 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 you told me what we were going to talk about, and yep. I started. I listened to the whole album. Is that Fantastic. the first time you ever heard that, that album? 
that's probably like I heard some of the song, but that's the first time I heard the whole album from oh, like from beginning to end. Yeah, and I had to listen to it twice, and it was like okay. holy shit. Uh, we are talking about Lou Reed's 1978 album called Street Hassle. Uh, I have a copy of it right here. Okay, it's a classic album. Great album. See the see the little pink dot right there. Yeah, you know what that is? What? That, oh, five ninety nine sound. Remember sounds? Yeah. Same oh my marks. god. Yeah, yeah, I've been going for a while now. Yeah, yeah. That's where I got this. You know what's funny? I forgot they even had records. They even sold records. They, they used did to sell records and yeah. all kind of shit. Yeah, same yeah. And upstairs above the, you know, they used to have a Kim videos there. Remember? Yep. That? Yep. Kim, Mondo Kim's. Mondo. Big, yeah. The big one. Big one. But um, the reason I picked this album is uh, it's it's a. It's a classic of his. It, it, lyrically, it's amazing. I mean, I'm a big Lou Reed fan. Most of you know that. Uh, and it's all about the lyrics for me. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think he is an amazing lyricist, songwriter. Uh, he was. He's been gone now about six years. Um, and uh, he he used to say he had New York City in his DNA. Oh, he definitely And he did. absolutely did. That, that, yeah. You know, you could not argue that. <laughs> he had the, the, the underbelly shithole yeah. oh, side yeah. of New York City in his DNA. Let me tell you something. I was reading about the makeup of this fucking album. Yeah. And this motherfucker It almost was, didn't happen This, this guy almost, was yeah. fucked up They yeah. were fucked no, up yeah. The band quit on him People yep. It was like yep. Insane yep. Like The, <laughs> well, the behind the scenes And then you hear the album You would never think, think All that this that, shit yeah. was happening It looked like it would Made them made so easy <laughs> Yeah Okay So here's the story He um, was working on this album Over the second half Of 1977 And uh, there was just A lot of problems He he was having problems With his management He was having yeah. problems With his band A lot of problems He was having problems With drugs He was a big speedhead uh, He was he was even particularly his, Even his training Left him Yeah Yeah <laughs> I mean he was Really messed up Alright And he was Particularly taking a kind of speed called desoxin. Oh fuck! And desoxin is what they give you when your heart stops. Okay, and he was just snorting his shit, oh taking his shit. Out of control. Right? So he was out of his mind. But uh, he was, you know, dedicated always. And uh, originally he was going to title this album "I Want to Be Black." Now there's a song on there like called EP, right? It was going to be an EP just with that song and a few other, but uh, then he scratched then it. He, well, it, what it was going to be was "I Want to Be Black." Uh, either an EP or an LP. He had enough yeah. material for an LP. Yeah, an LP. And if you ever heard the song I Want to Be Black, it's crazy. Uh, it's on that album. And he was going to have the album cover be, he'd be in blackface and eating a watermelon. That was, I was like, oh That was God. the original plan, and Arista Records said, oh, you no ain't way. doing that. No way. You ain't doing that. To imagine taking that album today oh, with they, this culture, with the, 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 it's the outrage culture, which I call them. They, they would just, they would, they, would, they would shit. You couldn't <laughs> get, away. You couldn't get away with it 40 years ago. You're not going to get away with it now, that's for sure. <laughs> I want to be you know? blackface and we need watermen and so I want to be black. Right. Now, half his, half his band quit oh, when, when, when they started yeah. the, the, the beginnings of this album. Uh, some of them he fired too. Yeah. Okay, uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't deal with them. Um, but they were fucked up too. They were also on drugs. They yeah. were all like fucking. Yeah. Like, I mean, they the, were Lou insane, Reed's, dude. Lou Reed's crew, you know, they were lumped up. They were lumped up <laughs> with a capital L. Oh my now, god! Now, one thing he wanted to do with this album, which was very unique, um, it was something that was a, a flash in the pan in the '70s style of recording called binaural stereo. And the idea was that you were to recreate the sounds in three dimensions. In other words, like recreate what you would hear at a live show. If a band was playing in front of you, 
And there was all different theories on how to do this. Yeah. Okay. Um, you wanted to catch it in like 3D, like 360 degrees. Really, yeah. Okay. All around you. And what they would do is they would take these like perfectly scaled human heads. They were, you know, dummy heads. Yeah, the thing with the head was crazy. Yeah, was, yeah. Was, okay. Think about how much of a pain in the ass this is, okay? And you would have microphones embedded in the ears. Now, these heads were perfectly scaled to the average size skull. Yeah. All right? And the microphones foam would head. be... Right, foam head. <laughs> right, would be in its ears. And what he decided to do was record most of the album live uh, and just remove the audience sound. Yeah. Okay? And use what you had left from the recordings of the, 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 they would be scattered around in different spots, these heads in the audience, okay, in, in specific locations. And they would, they would take the noise of the audience out, and what you'd have left would be this binaural stereo, okay? Yeah. Now, it's, the problem is when you get into the studio and you want to make overdubs and you want to, uh, you know, mix the sound. It's really, really difficult, yeah. okay, to get it. And one thing I got to mention, too, is uh, you can say how Lou was messed up. He was, the last couple of years before that album came out, he was involved with a, what was a transvestite, a transsexual. Yeah, okay, yeah. Named Rachel. It was his muse. That was his, that was his girlfriend. Yeah, okay. that was his muse. I want yeah. to call the, what they call it, a, a, not a, a mule. What do they call that? The people that make you, we got a name for them, that gives you um, inspiration. A muse. Yeah. A muse. So right. that was, she was right. pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to the end of the song, Coney Island Baby, he says at the very, very end of the song, Rachel, I'd give anything for you. And there's a greatest hits called Walk on the Wild Side that came out around that time. And there's like uh, Polaroid pictures on the back cover of him and Rachel. Now, you wouldn't know Rachel was a man. You wouldn't know. Okay. Rachel, when she was dressed up, was exact, looked exactly like Sophia Loren. People Holy say. shit. Okay. Uh, her story is an interesting thing. Uh, she lived with Lou right next to the stone wall in on Christopher Street. Yeah. And uh, basically when they broke up, the rumor is is that she wanted to get a sex change and they were fighting about that maybe he didn't want her to do that I, I don't know okay it's always been a big mystery and Lou would never talk about it even in books afterwards it never really was explained but she also dropped off the face of the earth after they were done you never saw her again you know, nobody knows what happened to her some say she died of AIDS I don't know if that's true but uh, think of all these things now, now his band is half broken up he has to get new guys to go on tour with him He's having problems with his management. He's switching management. He's also having problems with the the producer of the album, a guy named Richard Robinson. Um, basically, uh, they 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 did this album live, most of the songs. Yeah. When they brought it back to the studio, it now became a, a fight over the direction of this album. Uh, Richard Robinson and, and Lou fought constantly about that. Yeah. Uh, Lou was the kind of guy like if you told him to do something, he would just do it. If he if he either he wouldn't do it or he would do it so over the fucking top, it wasn't even what you asked for. All right, that's just the kind of guy he was. Now Richard Robinson and and Lou, after a while, it became unbearable. They couldn't work together. Robinson walked out, and engineer in the studio, uh, Rod O'Brien, kind of took over the reins and helped you know, finish off the album. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> When they were doing the overdubs, they realized 
everything became disjointed. If you wanted to do an overdub over a live show, they couldn't line up the guitars or anything like yeah. that. You know, it was this whole binaural recording mess. Um, the opening track, it's a track called Give Me Some Good Times. Now that has that opening line where yeah. it's kind of like a sequel to Sweet Jane. It's the same, yeah. it's the same chord progression in the beginning. And he just starts out saying, you know, He's naming these things, and he said, Lou Reed, you fucking faggot junkie. Yeah. You know, it's like people talking in the background. You hear that. Uh, there was a song called uh, Dirt, which was left over from the Coney Island Baby That was a great album. one. Um, has a lyric uh, called Eat Shit and Say It. <laughs> Eat Shit and Say It Tasted Good If There's Money In It. Even, I mean, it's the kind of lyric he would write. Was the so he's recording this album in 77, right? Late like, 77, Like yeah. in Times Square. Yeah. And that's where you had you had the hot, long hot summer. You had the blackout. You had the... Son of Sam was you out You had yeah. the, Son, the yeah. Son of Sam, and you had all these fucking disco shit coming out. Yeah, it was like and a he was making time. this, like, super dark... Album. Yeah. All right. Now, and he was on the diet of whiskey and speed, which was whiskey <laughs> with scotch. He was drinking scotch and, sp- and doing and speed. speed. It's like motherfucker. Holy shit! This guy was fucking fucked out of up. His, out of his mind. Now we we got to talk about two songs here. Yeah. First is I want to be black. I want to. What a fucking. The right. lyrics to this song is fucked up. I think it's a great song. It is a great um, song. He I had think. he had he had had several female black female backup singers. Yes. All right. Who over the years have been asked about their their work with him and, and did he have was he racist or did he do it was what do you remember from that recording and they all said it was great it was great they said yeah. they didn't have a problem singing that but the words were like that song is so offensive like uh, is uh, it uh, though like is I it? want to be Martin Luther King get okay. shot in the, the spring the, the, yeah it's fucked up well <laughs> he did up, get shot in the spring and, and fuck up the Jews it's like fucking if anything, insane. if anything it's about it's more anti-Jewish oh yeah he's it? talking about fucking up the Jews yeah and, and, and he was wasn't he Jewish he was Jewish, Jewish himself so why, yeah. what, what was the whole thing about fucking up the Jews uh, he kept yeah, saying that self, self-loathing it was, it was crazy <laughs> self-loathing problem I don't know the thing would be the fucking the, the cover that he originally wanted to do with him and black face eating water I was like yeah. what the fuck are you thinking he was out of his he was out of his bag. But God, you got to hear this song, I Want to Be Black. I thought it was an amazing song. I mean, Are you going to read some I, I, of the I'll lyrics? Re- I'll read some of the lyrics if you Listen want. Listen to the lyrics to this right. fucking song. Right. This guy was a fucking maniac. Yeah. And the way it's written there, this is fucking... Yeah, this is, this is a great book. If you're into Lou Reed, it's called Pass Through Fire, The Collected Lyrics. came out in the early 2000s, I think. And I met... Lou when he did his signing for it and he was Look nice enough nice enough to order oh, grab copy Lou Mike Lou Reed Lou Reed could miss that guy uh, alright hang on a minute Street House okay now is this racist I want to be black have natural rhythm shoot 20 feet of jism too and fuck up the Jews. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't, I don't know. What was he getting at with that, right? Uh, he's talking about, he says, I want to be black, I want to be like Malcolm X and cast a hex over President Kennedy's tomb and have a big prick too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Anyway, this is the kind of song he wrote. That song was fucking yeah. insane. Yeah. 
How about the one? He wanted also to be a pimp and be able to have right. a bunch of bunch of whores. Yeah. I mean, it was it was all it was all stereotype shit. So what did those black girls that were the backup singers? They're like having a they, great they, time. They're going singing. like, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. be black. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, <laughs> I know it's I a great like, song if like, you just okay. listen to it. You know? Oh my God! It won't fly today. That 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 song will get no uh, radio play. He wasn't getting much back then anyway, but that's probably why it went under the radar. Yeah. And people today, they don't even pick up on it. Yeah. If somebody covered it or something, that'd be fucked up. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucked up. But um, uh, the main track on here is is Street Hassle, the title track. Great song. Yeah, Great it's about song. almost twelve minutes long. It's done in like three parts. It's fantastic. Uh, the song is about. It has like a full string section in it, yeah, and with a cello, and it was originally ra- arranged by arranger Aaron uh, Sheffern, okay, who's um, a classical music arranger. Uh, but Lou would take the whole sound of the of these strings and get it down basically to one hypnotic droning cello. Yeah, it's very like, fucking. It's dun 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 dun, right? You know, and it just carries through the whole song. Um, Clive Davis, who was the CEO of Arista Records, whose yeah. label, heard like a short version of it, like a three-minute version, and said, you have to do more than this. This is great. Uh, kind of expand on it. So again, Lou being excessive, uh, he took a three-minute song and turned it into an 11-minute song. Yeah, that, that okay. Great song. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's, it's got... It, it, it's hypnotizing. It's hypnotizing. When you, and, and again, the binaural... Recording, you need to hear it on headphones. You could pick up on things with it. Okay, it's a type of recording that very few people did in the 70s because it was so difficult to do, and no one really knows if it really is binaural or what that means exactly. But when you listen to this whole album, especially the title track with headphones on, and I'm talking good headphones, not the little fucking buds, you know, you really pick up on stuff. Um, you had lyrics in this song. Uh, about uh, somebody ODing yeah. at a party and they just leave the body in the street, which was based off of a true story. Yeah. Okay, that actually Lou knew somebody that that happened to. Um, there's one lyric uh, when they see the body uh, overdosed, uh, the person says, Hey, that cunt's not breathing. Yeah. You know, all these things were guaranteed to not get this song on the radio. Oh, yeah. Okay, but Lou didn't care about that. Lou didn't care about that at all. Uh, Rod O'Brien. You know, would argue with him with the production um, about the arrangement, the order of the lyrics, everything. It was Robinson was out of the picture. He's actually credited on the album, but but O'Brien was the one that really done the, the producing. Um, then there's the one part of the song where Reed asks Bruce Springsteen to come on. I, I saw you heard that. you heard yeah. him right. You could yeah. tell it's his voice. Yeah. He goes he goes uncredited because Bruce was having his own. Uh, legal problems at the time he was in like a, a, a legal battle with his management and he couldn't put out anything yeah and so he did this as a favor to Lou but he said to Lou I'll do it but just don't credit me you yeah. know or anything but when you hear the lines in the song you hear it talking it's definitely Springsteen oh it's totally Springsteen yeah. and plus there's a line at the end where it says tramps like us we were born to pay okay which is got more to do with the song than yeah. born to run yeah okay but he threw that in there um and again, uncredited, you know. Um, when I first heard this album back That's in probably the... probably the only time I want to hear Springsteen. Yeah, I'm not... <laughs> yeah, I don't want to No, it's true. It's true. And sometimes, like, when I'm listening to that song, I forget that he's coming up, and I go, oh, yeah. fuck, it's Springsteen. But I don't mind it in that. 
when uh when I first heard this album, uh, I was in high school, probably like early '80s, and the album was a good six, seven, Let me six ask years you a old. Question. Yeah. Um, back then, when you would buy an album like that, did they ID you? Actual ID if you were buying an album that? And they didn't even say. No. This was before. Say, this was even before PMRC labels. They didn't even say like if it's like uh, no restricted no. lyrics or nothing. No, they didn't do that then. Because I remember going album and some of these albums they had a lot of. Cause I can't that, even remember I that didn't start NWA album. Or that didn't start until the very late eighties. I think it started with rap music. When they were I think so. This. That's what it I think was. Really rap music and some heavy metal. You know who actually really got it up up and coming it was Two Live Crew. Yeah, me so horny. Me, me, so, horny, me so horny. Me so yeah, that got that. That was banned actually. And that that was banned for a while. You couldn't even get the album. Yeah, uh, sold millions, but yeah, you couldn't, you you couldn't, couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear it. Um, you know, the, the the label thing didn't kick in until probably about '89 or so. So I remember who started that. Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife. Yep. All right, and other senators, senators' wives. Okay, were deciding on what's offensive and what's not. Yeah. You know, we didn't vote for you for that. Yeah. You know? Remember Twisted Sisters, uh, D. Snyder? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, he was on. He, 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 con- went, yeah. he went in front of Congress and, and spoke to them. Yeah. That was classic. I remember that. That was yeah. great. Frank you know, Zappa. You know what? They even did that to video games later on. They made some video well, games. Once you open the door to that, okay? If there was no... Once everybody got, got used to the albums being labeled, yeah. it was just a natural progression to yeah. video games 10 years later. Yeah, you know, and nobody argued about that. It's oh, it's all for the good of people. Well, you know what? I, I, I don't believe that. When they bring the NC, the NR rating, not rated. NC seventeen. Uh, yeah, oh, unrated. Oh, oh, unrated. Yeah, yeah. NC seventeen unrated because it's just so fucked up that they couldn't. Like, I think the um, Passion of Christ had one of those. It was a, it was a uh, not rated pa- movie. Passion of Christ was all rated. Um, no, I think it was in it was NC seventeen. NC seventeen. Bad Lieutenant was NC seventeen. Because you could remember that like, they didn't want to. They didn't, it, it, the movie had a hard release. Wasn't Showgirls they, NC seventeen? Yeah, that was another one <laughs> yeah. that was fucking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they needed something in between an R and an X. You know, I I, I get. I get like rating. Temptation of Christ, I think. One. I think. Yeah, I think that he, got an NC seventeen. Yeah, because he he's banging Mary Madden and shit in the thing. That was a good movie. Yeah, a good movie. Now speaking of Scorsese, you saw The Irishman, right? Yeah, it was excellent. It's on uh, Netflix. I'm going to see it tonight. It, it just came, came on. on. It came on today. I watched it from seven thirty to like eleven. 11.25 It's 3 hours And like 30 something minutes I'll probably minutes. watch it tonight I gotta see yeah. it It's good I, I knew it was a good movie Because I woke up I would sleep I didn't fall asleep And watch the whole movie And then took a shower And came here So if it's a good movie It's you stay up right? Stay up yeah <laughs> <laughs> Alright so um, You know Lou Reed fans Or people that are interested In learning about Lou Reed uh, Definitely pick up that album uh, A couple others Would be Coney Island Baby Transformer um, the New York album, absolutely picked that up. Uh, well, there's a couple of greatest hits out there. I mean, you know, it's great stuff. But, Mike, you know what the crazy shit about this album is? What? He had all this problem doing and making it. And the fucking album Came is out a great. fucking masterpiece. It's a genius. How the fuck does that happen? Because because when you're so great, even when you're bad, you're great. But it was great. Like, you're better than everybody like, else. Like, everybody, like, every song from top to bottom, it's not a bad song. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, uh, Shooting Star, uh, Give Me Some Good Times, There's the Real, uh, real Good Time Together. That was really a, good that, that's, together. That, that yeah. was a Velvet Underground toss yeah. away. They used to do that. And actually, 
uh, around that same time as Street Hustle came out, Patti Smith used to still do that live. Oh, yeah? And so it was kind of like they were both doing it. Yeah, because this album, like, even the critics gave it, like, that pretty good reviews. Yeah, it did, know? it did. You know, you got... You got he was, he used to get he used to get a lot of cr- uh, pretty good critical acclaim, at least in the 70s he did. Real good time together, yeah. Shooting Star... Leave me alone and leave wait. me alone. Leave me yeah. alone. It's yeah. a fantastic that's song. That's a great. That's a great song. Dirt. <laughs> oh man! So I, I listened to this whole album, man. I was dude. Let me tell you, it gave me a chill up my spine. It was a fucking masterpiece. It was a great fucking album. Yeah. yeah. You know what the album gave me chill? What? David Hasselhoff album. I oh, you're, 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 that you're one. still in my thunder. Okay, you're still in my thunder. I had to do that. I'm sorry. Right, I couldn't right. believe that fucking album. Now what we're gonna do every year is we're gonna come out with an album of the year. Now, I might pick something old. I might pick something new. I, who knows? First year we're doing it, I'm picking something that just came out back in September. And a few of you might have heard me talking about this. You're going to laugh. I'm probably going to shoot myself in the head as far as credibility with this. But I think the best album of the year of 2019 is an album by David Hasselhoff called Open Your Eyes. <laughs> okay. All of you remember David Hasselhoff. I gotta tell you, right. the song with the, the, the he sings hero and he does in German. I wonder what the like, no, that's a, it's a cover. It's like a German yeah. song. No, but, I know it's, it's hero, but he starts singing in German. He speaks great, yeah. and he's like, and I'm like, holy shit, this is and it sounds fantastic. Yeah. Now, now, what this is, it's an album of covers, mostly. Uh, 80s and late 70s new wave kind of I'll stuff. I bet we use fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Now, now, if okay. You my mind. <laughs> Open your eyes is the title track. Okay, Great song. and it was a song originally done by Lords of the New Church. Steve Bates was the lead singer. Uh, and and you listen to the lyrics; they're they're totally relevant today as they were back in '82. Yeah. Okay, and Hasselhoff, <clears throat> excuse me, Hasselhoff has a fantastic voice. I couldn't um, believe it. And, you know, what do we remember Hasselhoff from in America? It's Knight Rider, did, did, Baywatch. Did, did. Baywatch and Knight okay, Rider. Okay, Baywatch and Knight Rider. But Think about it. He had two iconic characters. How many people get to do that? Not many. Not many on television. And after that, he went to Germany because he was a huge star in Germany. Yeah. He's still, still he a huge is, star. Yeah. Uh, you, can't, uh, you can't play here live. I don't know if you could. Maybe... He'd sell out something I think, small. He, I think he has played here has he? one or two I, shows. I, I, haven't, too I haven't followed him at all, other than this like weird little thing, knowing that he's big in Germany. Yeah, he's a Sharknado you know? now. Yeah. He's like the, he's, he okay, but this album has been has been well received. Received, yeah. okay, and it's he does um, Lords of the New Church. He covers Head On by Jesus and Mary Chain. Great song. Now, what I got to mention would open your eyes. Uh, you know who's on guitar? Ooh. James Williamson from the Stooges. Wow. Okay. So not only is he covering good shit, he's got good musicians, good musicians. With him, right? Then he's got um, Head On has uh, Elliot Easton from the from the Cars on guitar. Oh yeah, he had a lot of stars with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. They do. I Melt with You, originally done by Modern English. That was a great. He song. had Steve Stevens on guitar from Billy Idol's yeah. band. Lips like sugar like from, sugar. from, from, from <laughs> Echo and the Bunnymen. <laughs> and, and he had he had the whole flock of seagulls backing yeah. him up on that song. Okay. Um, I like and, the and to me, here the, I go again. I loved. It. See, I didn't I like that. Again, that's the, that's. The, I thought the album kind of slipped a little bit with that. But to me, the gem is Heroes, Heroes the Bowie great. song. Okay, and he he does it. And this is a song he's actually been doing live for the last few years. So it was the first time he put it down on on a record. 
Jump in my car, too. Jump in my car, old song. Yeah, that's and and then he covers "Here I Go Again" by White Snake. He's got Tracy Guns on guitar on that. Uh, Rhinestone Cowboy, the Glen Campbell song. Yeah. He does it with Charlie Daniels. That's what I okay. think's great too. Yeah. Uh, the Gordon Lightfoot song, "If You Could Read My Mind." He does "Sugar Sugar" by the Archies. Yeah. Neil Diamond's "Sweet Caroline." Uh, that's life ends the ends the uh, the album, you know the Sinatra song, and uh, it's it, his vocals are fantastic. I couldn't believe it. You know, I was <laughs> I went in I went I, I went with an open mind and I heard it. And you were happy, and right? And it was it was fantastic. I, yeah. I put it on part of my. The I've listened to this thing for the last couple of months, like on repeat. It's just I mean, he takes these songs. And if you're into any of these songs, he, he, he makes it his own. Yeah, he makes it his own. And, and when you could do that, and I'm not a big fan of people doing a lot of covers either, so yeah. I really this really moved me. Um, and, and his voice is great. I really didn't know what he sounded like singing, you know, on a whole album. Might have heard little pieces of things over the years, but he really has the voice for like a song like Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see him uh, cover Aha. <laughs> I don't think he can hit those high notes. Oh, God. <laughs> That song gets on my nerves, man. I hate that song, <laughs> but it's such it's such overdue song. It's play and play over. I know. So that that's that's the that's the album of the year. Uh, song of the year. I have a song of the year. What we have? Okay. Well, we're gonna go back to one of the first episodes. I think it was the first episode uh, about Rick Rivets. Yes. Okay. You know, uh, that episode's still doing good. We got close yeah. to, it's, it's reaching close to um, 450 listen. Wow. And we did that at the very beginning of March, I think it was. Which I think is, might be the most popular show right now on the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, considering the amount of months it's been, it's still yeah, being listened to. And it's still to. listening to it. And That's I'm, pretty I'm good. I'm shocked by that. Like, yeah. Most of the time, the show stop after a while. After Once you reach 200... You know, that's pretty much starts slowing down. Then I'm always surprised. I like to look back at those numbers, and then you yeah. get three, four, five hits. You see and I'm a like, few yeah. more. Yeah. And that's Maybe we should stopped. repost things again, too, and get them I out there I'm a little thinking bit. I'm, I think I'm doing this. One day we can do, I'll put the best of, and I'll just put like an old episode, put it up. Put three or four yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rick Rivets, uh, most of you know, was a good friend of mine. He was uh, a founding member of the New York Dolls. He was also in The Brats which was a, another great band in the early 70s here in New York City. Uh, he also was in a band called The Corpse Grinders and The Slugs. And uh, uh, Rick was a good friend of mine, and uh, I miss him every day. And I just want to show you guys a couple of things. Uh, if you're interested, there's uh, an album out called Bratology. Okay, that, that's Rick Rivets right there. Uh, if you can find this, buy it. Uh, it's basically all the Bratz singles, hits, things like that. Uh, it's a good combination of live and, and album stuff. Um, the Bratz were very instrumental in getting Kiss started in their career. Wow. They actually gave Kiss their first uh, their first show wow. in, in Manhattan. Um, Rick would go on after the Bratz to start the Corpse Grinders. And that's going to lead me to the song of the year. Um, it's a song that I've loved since the mid-80s when I first heard it. Um, album is called Valley of Fear by the Corpse Grinders. Corpse Grinders. And the actual uh, song is Valley of Fear. That will be the song of the year. Song of the year. Uh, it's a song that I love by him. Great lyrics. Uh, I listen to it all the time still. Uh, we had, before he passed away, we had talked about actually recording it together. 
I wish we had done that. Um, that would have been but, great. Yeah, and uh, you know, just a shout out to you and Rock and Roll Heaven, Rick. Song of the year. Song of the year. Right. Right. Somebody put tequila in my tea. Woo. Yeah, there's a little whiskey in mine. Ah, damn. Yes. I'm feeling all energy and shit. So, um, so to everybody that follow us, listen to us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hope the holiday is nice for you. Um, we're coming back next year right away, the beginning of the year, with some new shows. We're going to be doing a lot more bands. Uh, get in touch with us if there's anything you want to hear. Um, any bands you want to you want me to cover? Uh, that worked out really good with that Beastie Boys show. Yeah, that oh, somebody love, that's somebody like, that's, asked me to do that, and it's one of the highest rated ones we did. Yeah, that show's getting a lot of hits. Every yeah, day. people really like. I think yeah. we did. A, you know, for a band that both of us like, I listened to it, but it's not like something that we followed up. It was a pretty uh, good, uh, a lot of detail, a lot of history of yeah. fucking the Beastie Boys. Yeah, people well, like that. you know what? This this whole thing for me is a labor of love. I like giving out this information to everybody. Uh, you know, rock and roll is not in the public conscience anymore. No. Uh, it's kind of taking a, an underground point right now, and I don't have a problem with that. It's where it belongs anyway. Yeah. You know, at least it'll give it a little edge back. Yeah. When it does make its way back. Yeah. And it will. Um, I want to thank all the guests we had on this year. Uh, shout out to a few: uh, George Figueroa, oh, George, great uh, guys. Jerry the Monk, Feo, uh, anybody else? My friend Vinny. School of Chatty. Oh, Vinny was great. Yeah, uh, George was on a couple of times. He's always great. Yeah, George is great too. Um, anybody the else Ke- that the I Ted forgot? The Kennedy show does good too. Stu does yeah. very good. Anybody else I forgot? Definitely a shout out to you. Thanks to all the fans. Oh, Adriana. Oh, Adriana too. Yeah, yes, Adriana. and her band Broken Time Machine. Broken Time Machine. That's yeah. right. They're very good. Um, I want to also thank Seven B International. Uh, shout out to the Hard Swallow. Uh, we're going to be having Big Leon soon at some point for one of the Presents shows, Rock and Mike yeah. and Rock Presents. Um, all the usual spots, locations, bartenders, thank you so much for everything. And I want to say thank you for the support. We are, we're bringing this, because right now we do this out of the labor of love. We're not, we're not making any money, but hopefully we get the show out there. We're about halfway to make it money. And we can become stars, and uh, then we can really see you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get our own channel someday. Our own channel, like our own freaking uh, yeah. on, on Sirius XM Radio, so I have to get paid for doing this. Wouldn't you that know? be awesome? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Or maybe we could do our own thing and do our own, like, uh, you know, charge and do our own freaking... Um, Pay-per-view. I don't like little channel to pay for whatever and people can pay like you know but we do a lot of shows like between me and you we're doing like what is it five shows almost uh, yeah counting the freak kind show because yeah. we got we got the freak show but then we we got the freak show we got the rock show with that conspiracy show and then we the do presents. Rob, Rob and Mike for so four uh, shows yeah for four shows <clears throat> then I'm doing the Rossi rant. I gotta get a. You gotta get another. Rant. I gotta you get got, another. Yeah. I'm gonna be well, going. You'll be pissed off through the holidays. I'm oh, sure through the holidays, I'm gonna that. shit on it. Yeah, and, we don't um, worry about that. We're definitely going shit on the lot of shit on the holiday because <laughs> the holiday always fucking pisses me the fuck off. Everybody want to be jolly and happy at the end of the year, but they should be jolly and happy all fucking year. That's what I'm better than Santa Claus, that motherfucker. You could be Santa Claus. I could be Santa Claus. Yeah. Get a nice. My beard's getting gray enough, yeah. and my hair's starting to get gray. So people. Happy 2020, Mike. Remember, don't get, get drunk, drunk, get, get lumped up. up. See you next year. Have Take a good care, one, people. people. <coughs> I uh, I didn't see myself tagged.